It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, happy Monday. You're listening to Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off your next order. My name is Sarah Avampato. This is Locked on NHL, and today is trade deadline day. So I'm hoping that everything you hear after this is still accurate by the time you listen to it. It probably won't be, but there's kind of, you know, not much we can do about that. For today's show, I focused on three big trades that happened recently in the league, as well as one team that's made some minor trades in hopes of making a bigger trade by the end of the day today. First up, we look at the New York Islanders. Gil Martin from Lockdown Islanders is on the show to talk to us about the trade his team made recently for Cal Palmieri and Travis Sajak. Uh, So he is first up explaining how those guys are going to fit in with the Islanders. Next up, we've got Armando Velez from Lockdown Florida Panthers. His team has been making some small moves, clearing up a lot of cap space, but hasn't had the big, huge move that we're all expecting from them quite yet. So we're going to hear from him about what he thinks is next for the Florida Panthers. And then we close with Jay Forster from Locked on Blue Jackets, who have been basically having a mini fire sale, including trading their own captain, Nick Foligno, to the Toronto Maple Leafs on Sunday night. Uh, We talk with Jay about that trade and feelings uh, on today's show. So right now, let's start with Gil Martin of Locked on Islanders right now on Locked on NHL. The New York Islanders were not afraid to just go out and get what they wanted, and that was some players from the New Jersey Devils of all teams. Uh, we are here today with Gil Martin from Locked on Islanders, who has the latest on what his team did. So if you have somehow been in outer space or your computer died or you haven't been around the internet for the past couple of days, you might have missed what the Islanders did. So Gil, can you break down this trade for us? Who went where uh, and why, let's say? <laughs> Well, the Islanders getting uh, Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac uh, from the Devils in exchange for two minor leaguers, a first-round pick, and a conditional fourth-round pick. So that that's the crux of it. And as for the why, uh, I think the injury to Anders Lee made the Islanders' need for more forward depth and scoring depth uh, more urgent, even though I think it existed even before the injury. and. Uh, you know, Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz, they preach defense first. So I think that guys like Palmieri and Zajac were probably better fits for the Islanders than, let's say, a Taylor Hall might have been. The kind of immediate reaction that I saw to this trade from uh, the, the New Jersey Devils world was feeling like they maybe got a little bit fleeced and that they didn't get quite as much for those two players as they had expected. Uh, do you think that Lou Lamorello got a pretty good deal uh, on this, or or are you wishing that maybe they had done something a little different? No, I think the Islanders did well. From, from an Islanders perspective, you didn't give up anybody on your present roster. This is an all-in to try to win this year kind of a move, so that certainly helps. And, you know, with the salary cap crunch going on, draft picks are at a premium, uh, lower cost players are at a premium. So New Jersey got that in return. But for the Islanders, this is a win now kind of a move. And I think it works very well. 
Where do you think that uh, Zajac and Palmieri are both going to slot into the lineup? Are they more kind of support roles? Are they stepping into big time minutes? Or or is it still kind of up in the air at the sort of role that they're going to be expected to play? I think Palmieri is going to get top six minutes uh, most of the time. He probably ends up eventually on that first line with uh, Jordan Eberle uh, and Matt Barzal. Uh, he played a little bit there on uh, Friday night against the Rangers, but for the most part, he's been on either the second or the third line. Eventually, I think he sees either first or second line minutes on a consistent basis. Zajac, I think, can float around. I think he's probably destined for the third line initially. He may sneak up and get some second line minutes as well, but uh, I think the uh, ability of both of these players to fit a number of different roles can can help them and help the Islanders integrate them into the lineup. Now, I know that, you know, any team that is where they are in the standings, uh, where you guys are in the standings, is going to start making deals to to go for it. Like you said, uh, was there any inkling that this particular deal was the one that's going to happen? Uh, were you surprised at all by by the fact that this this trade went down? Wasn't surprised. I was surprised that Zajac was also included. I, I heard a lot of rumors from different sources that Palmieri was one of the players that the Islanders were interested in heavily. Uh, and I was just surprised that they were able to also add Zajac, which to me sweetened the deal even more. I think maybe the million dollar question are the Islanders done or by Monday, do you think they're going to, of course, this is for anyone listening, being recorded on Saturday. Uh, so who knows what will happen in the interim by the time you listen to this, but do you think right now that the Islanders are done or are they still going to be making moves right up until the deadline? I think knowing Lou Lamorello, he may try to make one more move. I don't think it'll be quite as dramatic as this one. Uh, there is still some talk about depth on the blue line as a possible need, although Thomas Hickey has played well when he was inserted, uh, when Noah Dobson went on the COVID list. And there's always the possibility of another forward. I've heard some rumors that, you know, they still may be in on Taylor Hall, but I find that uh, that would surprise me at this point. Yeah, I feel like I had heard some Taylor Hall stuff before this deal with the Devils went down. And now I now it's it, it does it seems to be not not necessarily uh, the direction that they're going to go in. And of course, with Lou Lamorello, I feel like the the story always is once people start hearing about a deal, that means it's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, no. I, I it, First of all, they're running out of ammunition. I mean, they already traded <laughs> away this year's first round pick. I don't think they also want to trade away the 2022 first round pick. Uh, and, you know, Hall would cost a pretty penny. So I, I just, and he's also not a great fit for the Barry Trotz defense first kind of a system. So it, it, would it be like a total shock? No, but I, I don't expect them to get Taylor Hall. Well, looking at where the Islanders are in the standings right now, as we speak, they're uh, tied for points wise with the Washington Capitals for first in the, the division uh, with 56 points. Uh, and uh, where, where do you think that the Islanders end up at? Do you think that they overtake the Capitals again? I know they held down that top spot for a little while uh, in the East Division. Do you think they get it back, or is this sort of number two spot where they're going to settle? I think it's going to be a three-team race between the Islanders, the Penguins, and the Capitals, uh, and, and it's going to go down to the wire. The, the thing I like from an Islanders perspective is that, with very few exceptions, this team plays smart, disciplined hockey, 
they play playoff style hockey all year round. And I think that'll work to their advantage. I, I think the Islanders will take down one of the top two spots, but the more important thing is what happens once the puck drops in the Stanley cup playoffs. Well, we are definitely going to get to find that out. Uh, the Islanders are a team that ha- has surprised me as a person who doesn't get to see a whole ton of them, especially with the way that this season uh, has worked out, only playing teams in our division. And I feel like every time I have to check in on the East, the Islanders are doing something really great. Uh, so, you know, maybe this year is the year and maybe we uh, put off the Barry Trotz Bowl for for a little longer and uh, maybe someone else will knock off the Capitals for you. W- wouldn't hurt, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for uh, breaking down the latest news on that trade with the Devils. Of course, uh, we will be your source for all news here on Locked on NHL about all the stuff that's going to happen. And of course, your and your news and analysis on all the trades that happen on today, trade deadline day on Monday. Uh, for people who want to learn more about the Islanders for Devil stands who now are going to miss uh, Palmieri and Zajac and want to find out what they're up to, where can people find you and your show? Well, it's uh, Locked On Islanders, wherever you get podcasts. And I'm on Twitter at Locked On Isles and at Ice Wars NYR VSNYI. Excellent. Thank you so much. And good luck going down the stretch. All right. Thanks. And thanks for having me. There is more trade deadline talk right after this, but right now let's talk Built Bar. If you don't know already, Built Bars are the best tasting protein bar ever. They are low in calories, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber, and the best thing is that they taste basically like you're eating a candy bar. My breakfast this morning, a Built Bar, peanut butter, in fact. Uh, They come in 18 amazing flavors, including peanut butter, cherry barcia, salted caramel, coconut, banana bread, and many others. So whether you're someone who is super health conscious, or you're someone like me who is just, you know, usually too lazy to get an actual real breakfast, Built Bar is there for you uh, to help you start your day or end your day or get in the middle of your day uh, with the best tasting option you could possibly find. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit, Discover Bank, member FDIC. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Next up more hockey talk. One of the teams that I think everyone is waiting to see what they do is the Florida Panthers. And so today we're talking with the host of Locked on Florida Panthers, Armando Velez, all about his team and what they're doing and what they're going to do with all of the cap space they now have. Uh, So welcome to the show. The, uh, the, uh, The Panthers have been doing a lot lately. Uh, I've seen a handful of moves from them, including a big move with Chicago to clear up a bunch of cap space. Uh, Can you just break down everything that as of Sunday evening, when we're talking, the Panthers have done so far before the trade deadline? 
First of all, Sarah, thank you for having me on the show. I'm very honored to be joining you. Uh, so the Florida Panthers have made four moves so far during this trade deadline slash signings of players. And first one was Vinny Hinostroza traded back to Chicago for a prospect fourth rounder, Brad Morrison center, who spent most of his time in the ECHL and AHL. Then it was the trade of re-requiring Lucas Walmart, who was traded for last season and got a prospect in Lucas Carlson, a defenseman in exchange for Brett Connolly, Riley Stillman, Henrik Borgstrom, and a seventh rounder. And it cleared up 3.5 million in cap space for Brett Connolly. And the latest one is a trade for defenseman Brandon Montour of the Buffalo Sabres for a third. And recently, after the New Jersey Devils let Nikita Gusev go, the Florida Panthers were able to sign him to a one-year contract that was front-loaded so that the Florida Panthers can have, not only can make still a big move later on as we are less than just over 12 hours from the trade deadline as of this recording to still acquire players for a, a run this year and still not hurt their long-term flexibility. Now that is, uh, like you said, a, a good amount of cap space that they cleared up, which raises the question, do you think that they are done or do you think that by the time uh, the, the, the trade deadline is officially over, that there's going to be even more new faces joining the Florida Panthers? Well, they've been they've been the Taylor Hall sweepstakes a little bit, but that one has slowed down a little as I've been seeing a little bit how the Boston Bruins might be in contention for Taylor Hall. And weirdly enough, there have been talks about the Oilers, but I think that's all smoke and mirrors of, of him going back to Edmonton. So Taylor Hall's definitely been in play, but with an expiring contract, how much salary is each side going to retain? And what are you willing to give up for a player like that? And personally for me, I would not give up a first round pick for Taylor Hall. The most I do is a second, but if you're going for a stretch run this year, then I guess I, guess I could be okay with it if, if, if you're really going for it. And if you believe that you can get to that next level. Are there still kind of holes on the rosters? There's sort of a, a dream player that, you know, you're sitting back thinking, you know, if I could just have one guy be traded to us in the trade before the trade deadline, you know, who, who would you be kind of looking at uh, of players who are available, who you would hope that the Panthers would be trying to acquire? One player that I've looked at is defenseman Josh Manson out of the Anaheim Ducks, that one with a year remaining on his contract. And I believe the reason why the Florida Panthers traded for Brandon Montour instead is because of the contract situation. And there's a lot of freed up cap space with the Aaron Ekblad injury. So it might be it might be a situation where Bill Zito's just going for players for expiring contracts of this year instead of hurting their long term flexibility. There was one thing, it's not really related to the trade deadline, but I think it was something that a lot of people uh, sat up and took notice of, and that is Spencer Knight signing 
at the conclusion of his college season. Uh, do you think, is he just kind of hanging around the team? Do you think he might actually get into some games uh, or is he just sort of enjoying the, the NHL life uh, as he kind of gets ready to become a pro maybe next season? Well, he was elevated to the active roster a few days ago, but he was immediately placed back on the taxi squad as of yesterday, uh, as of Saturday, April 10th, based on the trades that they made. So at the time, it was believed that he would make a start or two as to get a little bit of NHL experience, but it was just a placeholder for the taxi squad um, for the active roster at the time as the moves are being made for this trade deadline. So if I had to guess at this point, we were probably not seeing Spencer Knight this season, and we're probably going to have to wait until next, until unless the Florida Panthers get overwhelmed by a trade offer for Chris Drieger. But if you're going for it, I think Chris Drieger should be off the table if you're really going for a Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, because he he has been, it, it seems to me, at least as someone who only sees a little bit of the Panthers, but it seems like he has really been kind of holding down the fort at times where Bobrovsky has, has struggled. Uh, I seem I feel like I've seen Chris Dreger's name uh, coming up a whole lot as someone who's been really important for the Panthers this year. Absolutely. Every time, every time the Florida Panthers have had a little bit of a streak on the losing streak side or a even in a win where Bobrovsky gives up quite a few, Chris Trigger has been able to shut it down when need be. And the two shutouts that the Florida Panthers have this year, Chris Trigger has both of them. Well, the, the goalie situation, I feel like, is going to be something that uh, we at Locked on NHL will be keeping an eye on for you guys uh, throughout uh, you know, throughout the offseason, at least, and leading up to the, tra- the, uh, the d- draft day, uh, which I'm sure we might see some more interesting movement uh, going on uh, by then. Well, it has been uh, an interesting time to watch and see what the Panthers are doing. Uh, they're a team that I think has uh, surprised a lot of people and is looking really good uh, in a really good position as we get towards the end of the season. Um, for people who want to hear more from you, who want to keep up on uh, all the latest Panthers news, maybe want to jump on that bandwagon uh, in anticipation of the playoffs, where can they find you and your show? They can find the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And they can follow the show Locked on Panthers anywhere you listen to podcasts. All righty. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. We've got more news, thoughts, facts, and more coming up right after this. Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com with code NHL. 
BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but we've got the NBA, we've got MLB, and of course the NHL all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's betonline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And you can be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Our expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS League. Follow the Locked on Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. We're going to close things out right now with more trade deadline talk right now on the show. One team that is making some moves on the trade market that I think maybe we all should have seen coming is the Columbus Blue Jackets who have made several trades, including captain Nick Foligno on Sunday. Uh, so we're talking right now with Jay Forster from locked on blue jackets who uh, you're, you're, it's not a great day. It's not a great day. Is it? Uh, I've had better. I've had better Sundays. Um, technically it's Monday for me here now. So that's, I'm chalking it up to Mondays are terrible. Um, but no, I, I knew this was coming. I've been in denial about it for probably most of the last month. Um, and yeah, it, it finally happened. Um, and I am sad. <laughs> so this was another one of those like weird kind of three team trade sort of things that sent Nick Foligno to, uh, as we haven't mentioned yet, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, which I feel like is maybe the salt in the wound that he he went to Toronto as well. Uh, but, but but like you <laughs> said, everything like, about this trade. I mean, yeah, everything is just, just this is the bad yeah. place. <laughs> but so, like you said, you had been kind of expecting this. Uh, was it just one of those things where he he's an attractive trade asset? Do you think that they tried to re-sign him and they weren't able to? Uh, is it just the Blue Jackets trying to get? whatever they can get for their for their guys since the playoffs are sort of out of the picture now yeah i think it's a little bit of um i so first off i'd forgotten that being a seller was like this because obviously the blue jackets made the playoffs the last four years so i had forgotten that sometimes you have to trade all of your aging veterans um so i think partially it was a case of um we got rid of all of our picks two seasons ago to get Duchesne, et cetera. Um, and obviously, I think to, uh, I was talking to um, Mikey of Locked on Leafs about this. Two years ago, I think we only picked twice in the draft and it was fourth and seventh rounds. Uh, so I think partially it's a case of trying to restock our prospect pool. Uh, so, you know, getting a first a first round uh, pick for Nick Foligno is pretty, pretty great when you consider that Taylor Hall is probably not going to go for for that amount um and yeah i think it's just kind of a i don't think it's a case of we can't resign him i would be very surprised if he wasn't back next season on a much cheaper deal uh because love him as i do and uh, uh, that's a whole lot uh he was making 2.5.25 million uh which is a lot for a guy that scores like 11 goals a season um so yeah i think it's partially trying to 
restock the the prospect pool and um it's like partially it's like cap shenanigans as well but yeah mostly i think it's it's not like a, a we wanted to get rid of him thing it's we can get something for him and then we'll take him back in the off season hopefully those are my favorite kinds of trades actually where the guy just boomerangs right back as soon as he's done yeah it happened a couple of seasons ago and i can't for the life remember who it was but i remember being like that's that's the ideal like you get a pick for trading him and also then he just comes straight back right like kind of the best best case scenario uh for for leafs fans who are listening to this who I want, you know, who, I mean, I feel like the Leafs should be pretty familiar with Columbus from playing them a lot in previous seasons, not this one, because this one's weird. Uh, But for anyone who doesn't know what kind of player Nick Foligno is, and also what kind of person, because he also seems like a a pretty darn good guy as well. uh, What do they need to know about him and the kind of role he's going to be able to fill on their team? Um, Yeah. So first up, Nick Foligno is just the nicest possible human being um he's just a delight uh off the ice you know i have been lucky enough to talk to a couple of people who you know have played in the nhl or have worked with nhl players and they all have nothing but nice things to say about him you know he is just he's a delight um he's wonderful so locker room i think he's gonna fit right in you know he's funny he's there for leadership obviously he was our captain so you know toronto really loves that um we're gonna trade for veteran guys that have leadership on other teams so you know they've got wayne simmons they've got joe thornton jason spetzer as well he fits really well into that kind of mold that toronto has of filling their bottom six with guys that were captains on other teams um or you know war letters uh so you know first off I think that can't be understated just like the in a in a team full of very young flashy guys I think Nick Foligno is a very good kind of I I, we always call him like captain dad uh he's a very good dad figure um in the locker room for these young guys uh on the ice he's not going to wow anyone I don't think you know um he's usually good for maybe 10 to 15 goals a season uh, but he's a very, very strong defensive forward. Um, when I was talking to Mikey, I said that he was very much kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type player. Um, he's serviceable basically wherever you put him on the ice. He can play center. He can play both wings. Uh, he can score goals occasionally. Um, he's really good on the penalty kill. You can put him on the power play if you need someone to stand in front of the net and uh, get in the way of the goalie. Um, uh, the thing about Nick Foligno as well and this is something I forgot to mention uh, until right at the end of my conversation with Mikey uh, his skating is surprisingly good like you don't look at a guy like that and be like oh yeah he's a really good skater um, but his edge work is really good and um, I mean I don't know if you watch a lot of Columbus games but if you watch Nick Foligno like against the boards or um, like in the corners if he goes in there looking for the puck he usually comes out with it uh, or if he skates down, skates down the wing, kind of crashing about. If you watch him skate like around the back of the net, very often he twists and turns, and um, again comes out with a puck, which is which is very fun. I would project him as having. I know um, Toronto's looking at him as like a top six winger, but I would be surprised if they didn't try him at third line center to kind of solidify that bottom six. 
win some face-offs uh, because he was like one of the one and a half centers we had that could win face-offs, uh, even though he played wing most of the time. So that's that is my my mini mini scouting report. I think about Nick Foligno. I just imagined him and Jack Campbell, who is also like the nicest human on earth, like both being on the same team, actually trying to out nice each other. Overwhelming in the niceness of it all. (laughs) You guys have also made a couple of other trades uh, in the past handful of days. Uh, Who who else has left recently? And also who do you think uh, could be gone by the end of uh, the trade deadline? Um, all of our dads have gone. We were talking about this off recording a little bit. We have no dads left on the team. Um, we Well, we have Cam Atkinson, who is not a typical dad, uh, but we lost Riley Nash, uh, who is our other like defensive shutdown center that was able to win face-offs. Uh, he's broken at the minute. He will be back for playoffs, we think. He's gone to Toronto because, again, they want all of our dads. Uh, and then David Savard went to Tampa Bay yesterday, the day before. Um, again, we got a first round pick for him. So, you know, it's it's looking it's looking pretty stocked in the in the the old first round pick cupboard right now. Um, emotionally, very sad about it. Logically, we got rid of we traded Nick Foligno, David Savard, and Riley Nash for two firsts, two fourths, and a sixth well a seventh that might be a sixth so it could be worse i guess is is my my general feeling about how how the trades themselves are overall i mean at least at least you're coming away with some picks to kind of help restock uh the cupboard new boys in the boy auction that's what we want <laughs> i love it <laughs> so yeah my, my friend lou called it a boy auction like months ago and it's just stuck with me this entire time and now i'm just very much like yes New boys from the boy pit. One last question for you. Uh, now that you are going to have some holes on your lineup to fill because players have gone to other teams and you still may see some more changes before the end of uh, Monday, what young players are you looking to hope to get a chance to see take on some more minutes? Or is this just kind of a, we need a body on that line to go play and just hope for the end of the season? Yeah, it's going to be a bit kind of like, we're just going to put, some guy uh on the ice um so in addition to losing guys to trades zach Wierenski is done for the season he's having surgery for a sports hernia uh boone jenner is done for the season he's the one with the broken finger so it's it's looking a bit a bit sparse out there del zotto might not be here um tomorrow like it's it's looking real real rough especially on the back end um and ironically one of the guys that i was really excited to maybe get some time uh, Trey Fix Walansky, he had season-ending injury. Uh, he had surgery last week, I think. So yeah, it is kind of a case of we've kind of picked all of the best prospects or the prospects that are most NHL ready uh, already. So Kevin Stenland, he's probably here to stay. Um, but nice to see Liam Foodie get get some more time. Uh, he looks like he's doing really well in Cleveland, but I'd still like to see him up with the big team on defense. Be nice to see Dean Kukan kind of get out of the doghouse. Uh, maybe a guy like Gavin Bayreuther, who has been really solid for the Monsters uh, this season, for a couple of seasons now, actually. So just kind of a case of uh, let the kids play. Um, and honestly, like, 
call them all up and just let them all play and see who kind of comes out is is how I would how I would do it. Um, because why not? What have we got to lose at this point? Exactly. I think that's the story a lot of teams are going to be telling themselves come Tuesday morning is, well, let's just The worse we do, the worse we do, the better the ball we get. Right, exactly. It's, 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 you you win eventually, sort of, at at the, at the boy auction. I mean, the last time we missed the playoffs, uh, we ended up getting Pierre-Luc Dubois. So that worked really well for like four seasons. Yeah, you know, there you go. Well, we'll uh, we'll find out. I'm sure that we will talk again before the draft, and uh, we will see see what happens there. Good luck the rest of your season with your uh, no dads left on your roster. For no people. dads, it's just for... a, a roster of children. <laughs> all children, and then Cam Atkinson. It's all children. <laughs> for people who want to have uh, Blue Jackets feelings, for people who want to learn more about Nick Felino and why he is such a great guy and why you're going to miss him, uh, where can they find you and your show? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at JayTheGoalie. Uh, I will be crying about Nick Felino on there. Uh, I'll also be talking UK ice hockey. So if you want to see what it's like on my side of the pond, uh, I will be doing that for the next three weeks. My team over here doesn't respect me either. So that's always fun um or you can follow the podcast at lo underscore blue jackets where again sadness about nick felino and maybe some actual hockey if the blue jackets ever decide to play it thanks to gil armando and jay all for joining the show today and talking about the trade deadline if you want more trade deadline coverage make sure you tune into our live stream that is going to be at noon eastern time it's going to be streamed pretty much anywhere you can uh, stream things it's going to be on facebook twitter YouTube, Twitch, the Odyssey app, lots of places. Coverage again starts at noon Eastern time, kicked off by Mary Clark and Andrew Berkshire from the Crosscheck NHL podcast. Starting at 2 Eastern, I take over with Ross from Locked on Senators as we kind of take you through the end of the day for the trade deadline. Make sure you're following Locked on NHL pods on Twitter to get all of the news and links and everything you need to know on where to find our trade deadline live stream. As for me, I'm on Twitter at Right Said Sarah, sharing some thoughts and feelings all about hockey all the time on social media. Make sure you come back tomorrow and all week long here on Locked on NHL. We're going to be having all sorts of coverage and analysis and details about what happens today in the NHL. Until next time, this has been Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.